0: Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things to South. I'm Logan Sidney with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Make sure you go follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, go on over to Apple Podcasts. Click subscribe. uh, Give us five stars. Great review. Go on over to Spotify and follow us there. Let's jump into the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm going to shake things up and kick things off this week with uh, a great, a great being that the Atlanta Braves, that's right, the Atlanta Braves, are your (laughs) 2021 World Series champions. First time that they've been to the World Series since I was five years old. They haven't won a World Series since I was like a year and a half. So hats off to the Atlanta Braves for for not choking in the playoffs and checking off that first box on my bold prediction for the Atlanta Braves' as World Series champions, Georgia Bulldogs for national champions, and the NC State Wolfpack uh, winning the ACC title in football. So check one down, two more to go. All right, now that's where my good news kind of comes to an end. My bad. In the morning at 7 30 AM, I have my wisdom teeth coming out. So it's gonna be an awful weekend. I just want two things for this weekend to happen. One, it not to be so terrible that I am gonna be miserable any more than usual watching NC State play Florida State at four on Saturday. And two, I just want to at least be able to eat something because eating is about one of the only pure enjoyment I have in life and I don't want that taken away from me for a few days. So
1: enjoy soup. Oh, man. My only enjoyment in life is food. Don't take that from me.
0: It's the the only consistent enjoyment that doesn't really ever disappoint me. And that's going to be taken away from me for a couple of days. So, yeah, I'm a little bit salty about that. But you know what? It's enough for me. Atlanta Braves World Series champions. Dustin, take it away for good, the bad and the ugly. The
1: Braves need to be enough for you. Jesus. <laughs>
0: um, I'm not a, I I've I proved to myself I'm not a curse to all of my teams for the rest of my life so
1: Yeah, hey, at least you got that that title. Good job. Um one my, one of my goods I, I'm I'm positive probably this week. Um mm-hmm. one of my goods is uh we should have mentioned this a couple of weeks ago but the old 97s are going to be opening up on Thursday night a road trip to Raleigh. And I had written that down and said, I got to bring this up, let America know. But I forgot, so I'm bringing it up now. O97s as a live band is one of my favorites, period. I think that they're one of the best. If you want to go see a live, you know, band, play a show, they're up there as one of the best. You, you should go see them. And you can actually go see these guys in a venue where you can get near the front of the stage and you don't have to spend $500 for a ticket. So. Old ninety sevens. Whether you go see them and road trip to Raleigh and join us on the miserable and reckless uh, extravaganza in Raleigh in February, or whether you just
0: go see them in a local play you know, show near you, go do it. They're great. And uh, if you're curious about learning more about the old ninety sevens, check out episode four of Country and Cold Cans, where Old ninety sevens lead frontman. I sat down with him for an interview. Episode four of Country and Cold Cans.
1: Our our sister slash sponsor podcast. Um. No good. I thought it was cool that at the Clemson game uh last week they honored Bobby Balden. Uh there's a Clemson-Florida State connection there and that Terry Balden, Bobby's son, was a was Clemson's head coach for about a decade and they had the Balden Bowl back when Bobby and him were going head to head. Uh it apparently it came out of a uh Bobby's funeral. Dabo and the Clemson AD went to the funeral when they were having a conversation with Terry and they basically were like Hey, we should do something for your dad at the game this year. And that was where the idea came from. They ended up following through on it. I just thought it was cool. You know, he, Bobby Bowden was a great coach, great guy. And it's kind of fitting that Clemson would honor him the way they did. And then bring Terry, they brought Terry to the game to be the one who kind of like takes the, you know, represents the family. Um, And then my last good was just, it's a good slash uh, chuckle. Um, If, the Ohio State, the Ohio State University marching band uh, trolled the Michigan trolled Michigan after they lost to Michigan State last Saturday by the marching band essentially putting them in a trash can with Oscar the Grouch. And they literally <laughs> did the formation on the field. You should Google this. It's just Ohio State marching band, Michigan trash can, and it'll come up. It, they literally formed it where it looked like they created an M and then they put it in the trash can. And it was our Pasco the Grouch that came out of the trash can. It's <laughs> really cool and so funny. We were talking about how much we hate Michigan over the past few weeks, or hate heard their fan base rather. And uh and I just got a really big chuckle out of it. You should too. Go check it out. So those those are my three goods. I have no bads or uglies for this week. Again, positive poly. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, Morgan, live on location. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Just just fresh
2: back from my overseas tour to Walmart to find some formula. It was uh, (laughs) quite the adventure. No Walmart to be seen this time, but, you know, it's okay. It's quiet over there. It's (laughs) not a yes. Good, great, and the ugly for you. Good. Just got an email today confirming Bridget is moving into the toddler room on December the 13th. So we got to meet with the new toddler teachers and discuss that in the transition. So we can't believe she's already coming up on a year old. It's crazy. Oof. Great. Both the
3: kids, we took them trick-or-treating last, uh, last week. Was it
2: last week? That's days ago. It was Brody. last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I lost awesome. Bridget dressed up as a little dragon, and Brody was uh, Spider Man without the headwear because he doesn't like putting things on his head. Still, he will not. He refuses to wear hats, but he anything on his head. Um, he's got those luscious locks. You I know. Show you, them them show, you got it, man. You got it. But it was great. They had a blast. It was really cool. Um, wife and I dressed up as well. I went as Where's Waldo? And she went as a bumblebee. Um, Really fun. And then Ugly back to keeping it with uh, kids. Brody, as I spoke last week, moved uh, into his big boy bed. He is able to get in and out of his bed on his own now, too. And the last three nights, he has gotten out of his bed at 4.35 in the morning, crying, coming out here, and uh, not going back to bed, wanting to eat pancakes and watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm with him on the eating pancakes
2: so that sounds good you know uh the hot dog song that we sing at the end of that uh each episode is ingrained in my head
0: hot dog hot dog hot diggity dog
2: exactly ig, 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 yeah that crap so it's good though good good stuff that's my good great and ugly
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right ryan good the bad and the ugly
4: Morgan Brody sounds like uh, he does the same thing at 4 a.m. that I would want to do at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Eat pancakes and watch cartoons. <laughs> so at least he's sleeping first. So um, I, guess, uh, I guess me and Dustin being up here in the DMV might be a little closer than we think because I was also just full of goodness and cheer this week. I don't know what's going on. must be November or something. But um, got a bunch of good stuff that happened this week. I got some family time in. Um, had the family extended family over on Thursday. I just had some people in from out of town, uh, from Wisconsin. So that was, they were able to come over and see our place. And that was kind of cool. Cause they hadn't seen it before. Um, I ended up going to church with them on Sunday. That was, I, I think the radio callers say first time, long time. So, uh, <laughs> I didn't met in a long time. So, uh, that was cool. That was a neat experience to go with them and the little nieces and stuff. And, uh, uh incidentally I was a little worried that I was going to be a little fidgety in church and, uh, nope, nope. Definitely not, uh, not compared to the nieces. Uh, One of them spread out her blocks all over the floor and started playing with them. And (laughs) I thought it was awesome. So uh, that was pretty fun. Um, That was Sunday. Uh, Saturday, I thought Carolina played well enough at Notre Dame. Um, I I didn't actually hate the game. So I thought that that was a a minor good. Um, They're coming into a tough stretch uh, here over the next three weeks. And then it was fun to kind of watch along um, and try not to ruin it. Uh, I, I tuned in about halfway through the game. I was out looking for stuff on the beach and, uh, Logan was like, don't, don't, don't jinx it. I was like, well, I'll be, I'll I'll be happy to turn this Braves game off if you want me to. And then was able to watch through to the end. And, uh, I think you were pretty tuned up by the time I give you a call towards the end of the game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That may may be accurate. (laughs) (laughs)
4: called to congratulate you probably should have let you know you're on speakerphone because my wife was sitting right in the same room (laughs) (laughs) so maybe that's a bad that leads me into my bad um which i thought was kind of funny and i thought the guys would get a uh, kick out of this so michael irvin uh miami graduate uh obviously dallas cowboy was on monday night football with the manning brothers and apparently he um He either had it on his phone or he had his phone connected to his computer and he was doing the zoom with them on his computer. And so he texted everybody in his group text, please don't text me because I'm about to go on live TV. And everybody in his group text responded by just texting him nonstop. Like, what do you mean? in like four different texts. And then like, is now a bad time to text? And he was just getting, just texting nonstop while he was trying to have a conversation. And it's totally something that would happen with this group or with any of our group of friends. (laughs) So they called him out for it. And I thought it was funny. So that's my minor bad that actually gave me quite a chuckle. And am I sad or am I ugly? Um, uh, I don't remember what day it was. It may have been yesterday. may have been the day before, but I woke up and I found out about the news of Alabama uh, standout Henry Ruggs. Um, the reason why it hit me a little bit harder, you can Google the situation. I'm not going to drag the kid's name through the mud. He's been through enough. Um, let's just say he's a young kid and he had a lot of money because he came out of Alabama and he's living in Las Vegas. And those three things don't always make for a great, um, easy go of life. If you get the way I'm saying that you can make some bad choices and, uh, potentially allegedly he, he made some really bad choices and he's, he's out of the league now. And the reason why it, it hit me personally is because um in my work in- in a previous life um I actually knew his someone that was directly related to him they shared the last name and uh enjoyed hanging out with her a lot in richmond and um where I was doing a lot of work and we we really enjoyed going out to a lot of a lot of the restaurants together um some of which that are that are now closed but um I reached out to her in an attempt to to see how she was doing and how she see how she'd gone through the pandemic and just knowing how close their family is. And I just, I, I I want to, I'm not trying to align myself with them or, or say it's a personal connection, but I feel for that family. And uh, it hit me like a gut punch because I know how much Kina, um, what, how close she was with Henry and it, he's he's still with us, but um I, I really hope for the best for that future uh, for their family future going forward. So I just, um, the only reason I bring that up is because, uh, it was interesting to see how everybody was reacting to what he'd done. And it, it sounds like it's pretty reprehensible to be honest, but, um, I also know a little, little bit of his family and I had a little look behind the curtain there for about a year and a half, um, and how they were cheering for him at Bama and how they were so excited for him on the draft. And I was excited when he got drafted. And so I just, it was a reminder to me that people are people. And even if they make mistakes, we, we sometimes, you know, drag them through the mud in the media. And I, I happened to, to. To know that family and so it was just a reminder to me of um maybe before you go drag somebody even if they've done something potentially pretty bad um you, you know you just think that that there's people connected to them. that's all so was that too too hard was should i get off my soapbox now <laughs> he he doesn't he doesn't deserve uh you know a whole lot of credit because he didn't make some very good choices based on everything i've read but um just, he's a person too. So, I'll leave it at that.
0: All right. Moving into the weekend look ahead. Um, Like I said, I'm going to be sitting there. My teeth ripped out. So, what do you guys have going on?
1: <laughs> well, while you're in pain, the rest of us are going to have a good weekend. Because <laughs> one half of the miserable and reckless team, the the uh, gross Carolina blue and the beautiful Duke blue, uh, we'll be re- reuniting with the Maryland Red up in a little up near more northern part of Maryland. We're going to see our buddy Rhino, who uh, was he joined us many, many episodes back. But We talked, what, March Madness with him?
0: I think so. Um,
1: yeah. Which is appropriate for this episode as we get a little further into what we're going to discuss tonight. But um, we're going to hang out with him and some other friends, some of the guys this weekend crowd and you know, f- their families and stuff. And so it would just it'd be a good weekend. We'll, uh, we'll have to send y'all some texts and, you know, whatnot.
3: What not being the operative word. <laughs> yeah, what not. Morgan, anything? Maybe a trip um, to Walmart?
2: <laughs> maybe another trip to Walmart. Probably going to work some. <laughs> I got to have payroll done early next week. Probably tune into the uh, shit show that will be Boston
3: College from Virginia Tech. Fair enough. Sounds fun. Well, once I get back from Ryan's on Sunday,
4: I know everyone in America that's listening to this, our vast audience, will be happy to know that the, the NASCAR update will end uh, not next week, but the week after, because this, this upcoming week is the, uh, is the big final championship race. So, uh, Dustin, we are almost done. Um, so, wait, we got how
1: many weeks? Are, let's be clear. We got two more weeks of this
4: Sunday, and then we'll do an update on Thursday about who won.
1: All right. So, this week and next week, we got to look forward to America.
4: Yeah. Cause I know, <laughs> I know you're upset because your driver, Kyle <laughs> Bush, got kicked out last week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say.
1: Is that the guy I'm supposed to cheer for? Kyle Bush? Yeah.
4: Yeah. The, candy the car.
1: M&M's guy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
4: He picked the wrong Kyle because Kyle Larson's still in first, Chase is in second, Denny's in third, and Martin Truex snuck his way in. He he snuck past Kyle Busch, their teammates. So two Chevys, two Toyotas. It's Gibbs versus Hendrick. Um, Joe Gibbs being the old coach of the Redskins and then, uh, well, whatever they're called now. And then the two, hundred, two Hendrick cars with Kyle and Chase who have been pretty good all year. You got the three best drivers in there and a former champion in Truex. He won in 2017 couple of things. Uh, let's see what we got. They all start with the same number of points. So if you win, you win. How about that? Imagine that for NASCAR <laughs> last race of the year. They get it right. Um, Denny's never won a championship before, which is pretty surprising. Um, so we'll call him the Atlanta Braves of NASCAR. Oh, I guess I can't make that joke anymore. Uh-huh. So, so that
0: means he's going to win then.
4: <laughs> well, Chase is from Georgia. So it seems to be going the, the way of Georgia. So we'll see if Chase can get a second one this year. Um, as in he won at this track last year. Uh, I think that's pretty much, Oh, um, Alex Bowman, who's a a lesser known teammate at Hendrick wrecked Denny Hamlin. And if you want something to Google, please go Google the live interview with Denny Hamlin. Um, it's pretty hysterical. He basically just stresses him down and says, I believe he called him a no good, no talent hack at one point in time in the interview among some other things that he said. So, uh, So yeah, if you want something to Google and you want some WWE style uh, NASCAR humor, you can look that up. Denny Hamlin talking about Alex Bowman. So
1: NASCAR NASCAR feuds are wonderful because they are they get real heated.
4: Yep. He he doesn't deserve to be mad because he did the exact same thing to Chase Elliott a couple years ago, and that's what immediately the internet pointed out. But you know, Denny Hamlin's Denny Hamlin, and he gets upset, and you know,
1: that was a couple years ago. That's not now.
4: Yeah, exactly. He's go still Danny. in
1: the, he's that's still in the our, final
4: four. So
1: he's that's fine. our boy KB's driver. Isn't he a Richmond boy?
4: Uh no. I mean Ooh. yes. He's from Chesterfield, Virginia.
1: Yeah. Danny? Richmond. That's yeah. right. Yeah. South side speedway boy. That's yeah. right. Let's go, Danny. I'm picking a new horse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad pick. I'm good.
0: All right. Well, that's your weekend update. Two more weeks, America. Um, now, moving into something that everyone actually cares about college football pick them. Morgan, take it away.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's start off with the records. Logan, Mr. Wisdom Teeth List, as of tomorrow. You are winning right now of 21 and 13. You got your, your brother Dustin falling in behind at 19 and 15. Angle somehow mustered up somehow and got himself back out of fourth place and was uh, 18 and
1: 17. That's because I uh, picked
4: six games in a row last week.
1: His <laughs> parlay bet worked out. He did the six-game parlay. He got the extra. So his record <laughs> is plus one over all of us. That's how he got to plus 500. If you want to pick your own parlay, Morgan, well, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> Put it out there.
0: Let me think about it. Um, Morgan's like let me have Georgia, see. Alabama. Alabama. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let me have let me have liberty to win out. <laughs> and, and then you just win. My ass is falling in behind at seventeen and seventeen because I picked Florida State to beat Clemson, which those free shoe mother people almost did it, but you know.
5: It was they, game.
2: They, they they screwed screwed the pooch at the end like I knew they would. Um that's free shoes for you. <laughs> anyway, uh top uh, the 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 official uh, college football rankings came out this past week and we got Georgia at 1, of course, Bama shocking at 2. Michigan State got into there at 3 and Oregon rounds at off at 4. I guess Cincinnati just didn't wow them enough with their un with their undefeated record and push them not even at five but out out six so they gave ohio state an opportunity to sneak in there as well because god forbid we have Cincinnati play Bama on uh
0: the Bearcats uh, got screwed
1: playoffs have it you know fifty to
2: nothing at halftime. Um, Is that
1: is that the consensus is is six disrespectful to sensei or no? Just Yes. yes or no. Yes. It is it is and and go. it's, it's good football rankings doing no.
0: their they barely
2: beat navy. It doesn't matter, they're undefeated.
0: Yeah, but I I it is still I a win care. with a good win over Notre Dame. Team was up to number two in the AP poll. I mean
2: I don't care, man. It's it's what they're doing is creating the perfect T V rankings scenario. People want your Ohio State and Bama and your Georgia versus whoever they're gonna lose to in the first round. <laughs> yeah. I mean you
3: know. well, it, it, it's true. it's we'll true. T-
2: they got all season figured out. Um, UCF didn't get team. in for a certain reason because they didn't want to see Bama beat the snot out of them. I don't care. I want fairness. If it's a horrible game by halftime, so be it. At least we're being fair. Anyway, let's, hear, hear. let's get off it because I don't want to drag this out. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna foul move tonight. So here we go. Oh, joy. Lane <laughs> Train versus that other team in Virginia. The all Cavaliers? Right.
4: The team Morgan just picked a win out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean let me let me start over lane train versus the uh the, strip the flame. Let's go. <laughs> Dustin, who you got?
3: Uh, I mean I'm, Liberty, I'm, by the way, It it's
1: tempting to like try to pick a different game than what or try to pick an upset that y'all won't pick, but I'm just I mean, lane trains at home. I assume, is Matt Corral still healthy? Yeah, he's playing. All right, then yeah. Um, Lane train at home. Come on. No way. No way Liberty goes down there and beats him at home.
2: Logan, who you got? Lane Kiffin or the strip club?
0: (laughs) He's probably been to to that place before at the strip club, so <laughs> <laughs> no one Lane Kiffin, but yeah. So um, this is actually an interesting quarterback matchup because Malik Willis at Liberty is um, on a lot of people's draft board as top quarterback in this year's class. Then Matt yeah, Corral top. obviously has had a really good year, but it's Ole Miss at home. Give me, yeah. g- give me the Rebels.
2: Exactly. Yeah, you got two quarterbacks going in the first round, guaranteed, probably unless they pull at Oklahoma and they completely fall off the draft board. Um. Ryan, what about you, bud?
3: So this
4: is the most watchable game for me this weekend, not because I bought a pair of shorts last weekend, but because it's Hugh Freeze going back home to Oxford. I think uh, I think people um, might forget that. Hugh Freeze was uh, unceremoniously fired from Ole Miss for engaging in all sorts of unsouthern gentlemanly behavior. But... Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> taking, recruits to certain, taking recruits to certain establishments.
4: So we... Uh, But we do get the quarterback battle. Um, It'll be interesting. I'd love to see Matt Corral move up the board. He's really fun. I've been on Ole Miss all year. I love the atmosphere of Oxford. I really hope that that SEC Nation and all the guys just go right back there, although I highly doubt they will. Um, They're missing out when they don't. So, uh, Ole Miss, lane train all the way. Go Rebels.
2: Yep. I'm I'm going to round this out on this one and go Ole Miss as well. If it was at Liberty, I might give – give them a the swing on like a field goal, but
1: come on.
4: All four of us just re- disrespected a 7-2 and two Liberty team.
1: It's <laughs> not good. It's, it's all it's oh. all home field. It's, it's 100% home field for me. Yep. It has nothing to do with Liberty not being a good team. Nope. If, I agree with Morgan. If it was flipped, they might they might uh, it's, it's possible Lane would call a timeout when they kick a field goal that they make and then they would turn around and miss it. Then Liberty would oh. end up eking out a win. Gee. That's possible. Awesome.
2: Did, that did that happen before, Dustin?
1: <laughs> <To> another team? <laughs> I, I can't remember. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, neither, neither one, can Morgan. Two, three, one, two,
2: one, one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up a team who thought they were a top 10 team versus a team who where the hell did they even come from and how the hell they ranked nine versus a team forest. that actually
0: is a top 10 team <laughs> yeah.
2: wake forest to I, I don't care who, who it, whoever wants to try and pretend like they had them picked to be ranked this high try and try your best wake forest came out of nowhere and is ranked inside the top 10 and they're going against north carolina at north carolina ryan your team who you got
4: this is an easy one for me. Unfortunately, I'm on record as saying I think that we can beat Wake Forest. I don't like saying that, and I, I'm dead serious when I say that. But um, I don't like saying that because I don't want to see it, the ACC lose. It's Wake and Notre Dame are right there at nine ten, and I think they're probably. Well, I think they're on the outside looking in for the BCS. We're an ACC-based podcast, although we appreciate the SEC a little bit here. I just I don't want to see Wake lose, but um, at the same time, you know, I got. I got uh, a Thanksgiving game to go to. So i uh, going to go ahead and need to wake, wake to take the L here. Sorry about dropping a number 17 or wherever they end up if they lose to hapless North Carolina, who's quietly four and four.
1: So to be clear, you're picking Carolina.
5: Oh, yeah.
2: I picked Carolina okay. last week, too. <laughs>
1: all
2: right. All right. Just being clear. Dustin, Dustin being the Duke fan um,
1: and your ex- extreme hatred for Carolina, Anybody um, but Carolina. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. <laughs> let's go, Wake.
4: Really going out on a limb. I don't
1: even. Um, I don't even uh, like Wake. I don't care if Wake. I'm. Uh, I don't care if Wake represents the ACC. It has nothing to do with that. It is 100 percent pure hate for Kate Carolina. Uh, let's go, Brandon Carolina. Basically. <laughs> Look,
2: so you know, Logan, the other hatred for Carolina at NC State. I'm going to let think? you in
0: on a dirty little secret. If this was actually a conference game for the first time in my life, I'd be pulling for Carolina to win a game because it would directly help NC state in the Atlantic division race, but it's not. So unfortunately I'm pulling for a team that I also hate wake forest, but who I think is going to win. I actually think Carolina gets it done at home. Cause this is going to be a game with absolutely no defense. And, um, it's going to be whoever has the ball last. I think that, you know, it's very conceivable for UNC to pull this one out. So give me UNC this week.
4: As soon as he gets his wisdom teeth taken out, he loses all his wisdom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think sometimes we forget Wake Forest is even in the damn conference.
0: True. Yeah, I'd never <laughs> forget Wake Forest.
2: there been a thorn in going? our side I'm, a lot I'm, of times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split this one. I'm going Wake. You know, I, I think they get it
3: done. All Fair right. Enough. Next be, up.
2: Be good for a shootout. <laughs> Next up. Damn, Pitt's ranked. All right. Good good for them. <laughs> 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 Pitt, Pitt at Duke. Dustin,
1: what you going to do, man? Pitt. Cut has never, ever beaten our doozy. Good team or not good team. Ever. So – Pitt's going to win. It has, it has nothing to do with whether Duke has a good team. He, is, he has no ability, zero ability to beat Pat Narduzzi, which is kind of terrible, but it's true.
2: Well, and they got a decent quarterback who's had years and years of preparing for each game.
1: So 25 year senior Kenny 25?
2: Pickett. Kids are 10 years into the NFL that he's played against. <laughs> Logan.
0: B- yeah, I mean, pitted- like Dustin said, Cutcliffe just doesn't beat Pat Narduzzi. Um, I, one thing that nobody has mentioned on this podcast and nobody's really said in the national media, but one of the quarterback awards is like the golden arm award or whatever. They have gotten down to the 10 finalists. Four of those 10 finalists are ACC quarterbacks and none of those four are Gunnar Holmberg. So go with the better quarterback. Kenny Pickett gets it done against Duke.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think Kenny Pickett gets it done as well. Um, Unfortunately, it's probably not going to be pretty either. But maybe that helps you out, Dustin, with uh,
1: Cutcliffe leaving hidden out the door through this season. I I stand by my prediction. He'll get another year and then his contract won't be renewed. Unfortunately. Ryan,
3: what do you got? Interesting little note because I was watching Monday Night Football
4: about Coach Cutcliffe. Cuckliff, whatever, however you say his name, Coach Cut. Um, You had Peyton Manning, you had Eli Manning, and then you had Daniel Jones on the field because the Giants were playing, all of which were people that Coach Cut had worked with extensively. And they kept bringing up Mitchell Trubisky because he also worked with Mitch in the offseason getting him ready for the NFL. And I was like, well, that's not a ringing endorsement if you're talking about Daniel Jones and Mitch Trubisky. But... (laughs) (laughs) maybe uh, all that to say that uh, uh, I also looked at Pitt's schedule because I was kind of hoping that them and Virginia would stumble. And to be quite honest, Pitt's toughest game is against uh, North Carolina going down the stretch. They could literally win out and it could start here. And that's really annoying. So um, I'm going to take Pitt too. Long story short. But Logan, if you were at the game at Duke, you'd probably be able to eat something because you could get some of that Brunswick stew. I don't think you have to chew that too much.
0: (laughs) I wish I could get some of that Brunswick stew. Oh uh,
2: yes, please. So speaking of Brunswick stew, that's what I'm gonna have when I go back to the house.
1: <laughs> Good
4: shit. We were all a little jealous when you sent that text message earlier.
1: <laughs> yeah, just just so you know, America Morgan had like uh, a king's ransom of church stew, church six, Brunswick stew, six quarts. Yeah, and he, he did not – he was not shy about sharing it with us, sharing his food porn pictures of it while the rest of us ate. I don't know what we were eating, but it wasn't as good as Brunswick's stew.
4: And then he fakes sent a wrong message to us saying, hey, do you want any more of the oh, – oh, sorry, wrong text, guys.
3: <laughs> I may or may not have done that on
2: purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up game, number 13, Auburn. At number fourteen, Texas A&M.
3: Dustin. Again, Home game this is all about
1: home team. A&M playing at home. I got them all day. I've I've been a big Jimbo supporter and A&M guy all year, saying that they're good. And when Morgan was all grumpy that Alabama didn't fall far further in the polls, I was like, wait a minute, a and ms still a pretty good football team, so. I'm with I'm A&M at home.
2: Yes, I'll take it. All right,
1: okay. Logan,
0: it's gonna be a hundred thousand screaming Aggie fans at Kyle Field. them. give me Jimbo and the boys.
3: All right, Ryan. So the DeBerry's believe in the twelfth man. I see. It's
4: interesting. I believe in Bo Nix. I'm gonna take Auburn. They just kind of uh, played very well, very very well. Came out and boat raced Ole Miss. That's pretty tough to do. Um, You get out in front early at Kyle Field, those fans are going to be real quiet. Um, they spend most of their weeks just doing drills and walking around in their uniforms, so I don't think they're going to have a whole lot to scream about once uh, Auburn gets out in front.
1: Oh, yeah. Can't wait for you to be wrong on this one.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make up for it with my parlay.
2: Well, Angle, I'm right there with you. As a former Auburn Tiger player once said, "To Takeo Spike said, War Mother, leaping eagle.
1: <laughs> oh, no way! Bo Nix is not good away from home. <laughs> How did he's much better at next... home than he is away? Who who selected this next game? Me.
2: Oh my god!
1: It's the hardest Angle's game to pick, pick them that's them on master. here.
2: <sighs> yeah, right. actually.
4: there's a reason why it's got the hammer for our picks. It's definitely the toughest <laughs> game because it's mediocre versus. I don't. I don't know. You decide
2: four and four, Virginia Tech and Fuente's last season coaching them, thank God, going up to uh, Chestnut Hill to play whoever's playing quarterback at Boston College. And, uh, you know, if it, it was my luck, Matt Ryan would probably come out and uh, answer the field and play, and that would make my night. So, two touchdowns with two minutes left. a little sack of shit. Dustin, um, <laughs> You the, got
4: game, the game was 14 years ago, Morgan. <laughs> I'm
2: not letting it go. I'm not letting it go, it, man. We were ranked. We were ranked high in that little second shit at Layton Stadium in the rain.
1: Anyway. Yeah, because I've heard about this this horrible night that Morgan had 14 years ago, Um, and it's been ingrained in me over and over again, I'm going with the, the Eagles going ball to <laughs> college.
2: Go for it, man.
1: Bad I got it. I got to go BC. Sorry, man. But you're fine, man. It helps me kick my coach out.
3: <laughs> Although at this point they could win out and he's not getting, he's not being kept.
2: So actually, you know what? No. Logan.
0: As a Wolfpack alum, I can attest to how frustrating playing at Chestnut Hill is, especially this time of year. I don't know what the hell I'm going to get out of Virginia Tech week in and week out. I know pretty no. much what I'm, what I'm going to get out of Boston College. So uh, give me the Eagles and a close one at home.
2: All right. Ryan.
3: You said something that intrigued me. Did something happen to the Boston College quarterback that I don't know about? Or was
0: it- I, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's still the same Grussell kid okay. that's been. Angle,
1: it's, it's up to you <laughs> to do your own research. Yeah.
0: I'm going to take
4: Tech. Why not? They got the Oregon guy. Burmeister, right? Or have I not been watching that either?
2: He's He's currently playing for him, but that's
0: hopefully his last year.
4: Come on, Justin Hamilton. We need you at Tech. We. I speak on behalf (laughs) of my family.
0: (laughs) I had to say, how many teams does this guy have? Um, (laughs) You'd be surprised. You know, two weeks ago, three weeks
2: ago, I'd say Boston College all day in this game. But you know what? If they utilize the running back like they did last week, better, yeah, I guess. And their defense shows up some, I'll take Tech with a field goal. Fair pick. Yeah. All right. So just real quick note, other receiving notes for our games to pick. Navy at Notre Dame. Uh, This is usually in the past is a big rivalry game, but. There's not going to be much to it this year, probably. Notre Dame's probably going to go there and wax them.
4: The only reason uh, I put it in there is because Navy played since he's so close. They tend to play yeah. up for some stupid reason. To but their- it's
2: still it, – it's, it's a big game for those two. I mean, they had, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of good games in the past. So Charlie Wise shit to bed. Back in 07, broke a damn 40-year – uh was it, 40 years straight?
4: Something I like that, 36 Notre
2: years. Dame, yeah. yeah, he shit the bit on that one. He's no longer the coach there for that reason. Army at Air Force. LSU losing horribly at Alabama. <laughs> NC State hopefully it's going to beat the snot out of Free Shoes University. And Tennessee Trap at
0: – No. Yeah, well, it's next week we play at Winston-Salem, which if – assuming we beat Florida State, it's the game that will decide the Atlantic Division who plays in Charlotte. Uh,
2: and then uh, top pro golf Tennessee at Kentucky
0: <laughs> so that, is, that
2: rounds it out for uh, the, Rocky Top Golf Rocky Top <laughs> Golf college football pick them at your finest
4: do you guys want me to do a parlay again or do you want to move on
1: so, I'm going to do it I mean you can, you can do it I'm reading it I don't know that this is a bold prediction but well, yeah
2: break out the bold but yeah, you can have
1: it. at it Go through
2: them real quick,
4: Ryan, if you want to break out the bold predictions. K-State
2: over KU. Yeah, that's going to happen.
4: Raging Cajuns over Georgia State. That's on tonight. I don't know what's going on with it right now. Yeah, who
1: cares? About it? Yeah. I think Georgia State sucks, but maybe yeah. i for...
4: <laughs> <heard. App> State <laughs> over Arkansas State. Coastal don't over Georgia Southern. Bama over ECU. I don't think I spelled that right, or I'm... Price, uh... Thank you, man. LSU. I
2: thought Bama was playing LSU.
4: I think I meant the ECU game, but that's all right. I'll figure it out in a second. I'll take LSU. That's fine. Bama over LSU. Here's the one that would really push it over the edge, though, and I think it'll be fun because we're going to... I guarantee you, with all the good football going on this weekend, we'll be at our buddy's house, and he won't let anyone change the channel from this game. Nope. So that's why I bet it. (laughs) Penn State over Maryland at Maryland. Only because we'll be at Ryan's, and I want to just watch him complain about how the Braves won. And the Indians haven't won a championship in forever. And then I want to watch Penn State, who literally <laughs> lost to Illinois a couple of weeks ago, beat Maryland. And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> It'll bring me say, double.
2: He's gonna kick all of you guys out of his house. Go
4: <laughs> it's, it's gonna bring me so much joy if this happens because I think it's gonna be the last game that I would have to win too. <laughs> uh
2: so your excitement with Penn State beating Maryland is going to enrage him even more, probably.
4: I'm just going to tell him that I have a sweet parlay, and when he's going to ask what I bet on it, was it 25 cents to 30 cents? I'm going to say it was just pride. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Whatever. I mean, you can have it. I don't think there's many bold predictions in here, but you can have it. I don't care.
4: Yeah. That's about to go 12 <laughs> Can't pick anything in when it matters, but on these games... All right. Yeah, I'm gonna just roll into the Southern Spotlight. Speaking of mediocre uh, uh, football. Yes. So my Southern Spotlight this week, we highlight a specific Southern business person or thing. I've been sitting on this one for a little bit too. My last one. So uh, uh, I've been sitting on for a while too. So I guess I'm going to have to come up with some new uh, content after this week. But a couple of weeks ago, they were outside williams Bryce Stadium. And I, I took a liking to the fact that I'd never heard of this before in my life. Um, I don't usually, uh, in case you're not familiar, Williams Bryce Stadium is the stadium of the University of South Carolina Gamecocks, um, a team that I've loved to take a crap on because we're the real Carolina, not them. Uh, they have Carolina in their end zone, but just because you put lipstick on a pig doesn't mean it's a woman. So, uh, anyways, you, uh, you got this thing called the Cockaboose Railroad. It's a portmanteau of, uh, the Word gamecock and cabooses, and that's exactly what they are. They are cabooses painted and gamecock colors, the garnet, red, and everything else, in black. 22 of these cars, um, supposedly that's all they could get, but the legend, of course, goes around that 22 for the 22 players on the field 11 on offense, 11 on defense. It's what they refer to as luxury rail gating as opposed to tailgating because it's on a railroad. Get it? It's pretty clever. Um, anyways. Darius Rucker, noted uh, South Carolina Gamecocks fan, owns one of these, Um, so he'll be partying it up down there against the Gators this weekend when the Gators roll into town. Um, They're all connected, all 22 of these cars outside Williams Price Stadium. Um, I did a little research on it. Unit 11, which is, I guess, the 11th uh, trail car or rail car, sold for $220,000 in 2016. Uh, they don't come up for sale very often. So in case you're wondering what that bought you for the price of a small home, uh, 270 whole square feet. Um, <laughs> these things, uh, again, started in the 90s. They don't come on the market very often with the whole Spurrier Days thing, old ball coach, the visor, the whole nine. You get a man cave on wheels. It comes furnished with a bar, heat, AC, TV, and a roof deck. Uh, there's no bedrooms, so there's technically no place to crash if you if you drink too much. But there is a bathroom. Um, so I, I have a feeling that uh, if one of these becomes available, I think that we should uh, see to it that we make sure that we put in a bid for one of these things with the help of one of our sponsors. I think it's very important
5: that
4: Miserable and Reckless own their own uh, rail car on the Cockaboose rail, uh, Railroad. And in case you're wondering... Well, what would your wives or families think about that? I got a little quote for you from an owner who gave this to ESPN.com. He said, when my mother first heard about this, she flat out told me, that is the stupidest thing you've ever done. Bob David, one of the original 22 Cockaboose owners. Now, how many people can say that in this world? 22. I brought her here. I showed her the place. She absolutely loved it, but she still thought I was stupid. (laughs) sounds like a kind of purchase that i would be all about so uh hopefully one of these days if i work here uh you know my job long enough i can own a rail car at a stadium of a team that i have no interest in whatsoever just to say that i do (laughs) the (laughs) cockaboos railroad ladies and gentlemen
1: no those are cool that's kind of like louisville has that too right so we saw those
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's what made me think of it
1: but yeah no that's awesome uh I not a big South Carolina Gamecock fan or supporter or whatever. But pretty good. Pretty good idea. I I don't know if the head ball cage came up with it, but I'm gonna go ahead and give him credit for it.
3: There you go.
1: <laughs> that way I get credit for it because he was Duke Man before he was a South Carolina man.
3: <laughs> Florida guy too.
4: So it's it's Spurrier's weekend down there. I'm I'm intrigued. Oh, I'm intrigued by the idea of of living in the thing, even if you're sleeping on the couch. Maybe that's not something you do if you're a family man, but you know, Logan. Just saying, if you want a cheap house and you're willing to work remote, I mean, you could probably <laughs> probably put a down payment on one
3: of these things.
0: Yeah, Mike could swing that one. <laughs> All
3: right, that's Southern Spotlight. Good job. Man. All right, well, I like
1: it. That was cool, And now we're heading into. Everybody's favorite time of the year: ACC basketball boys, or not necessarily just conference play. Men's ba- men's college basketball. Period. It's almost here. Five days till tip off, the regular season for all of our teams, um, and that's really important to the three basketball schools on this on this podcast. That would be everybody but the state fan. Um, so November November ninth, tip off. We got Duke playing Kentucky in Madison Square Garden, uh, aka Cameron North. We've got Bucknell playing. Hey, that's where State the Duke fans are. Hey, got the money. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: they got this. NC State's playing Bucknell at home. Uh, Loyola Maryland, not the fun good Loyola that Sister Jean cheers for, but the other crappy one that's not good at basketball is playing UNC in Chapel Hill. And then we've got Maine playing Virginia Tech and Blacksburg. So, you know, the teams that we all care about, which are obviously the most important in all the sports. That's what's going on this coming up Tuesday. Um, just sort of, I got to thinking about the year, you know, in terms of the coaches sound, because obviously we, as we talked about Coach K, it's his final year, but it's also Hubert Davis's first year at UNC. So it'll be interesting to start up a new era Um minus a little bit of time in between there, you know, Dean Smith and Roy Williams have been the face Carolina basketball for decades. Um, so Huber Davis being there as a, as the new head coach, and potentially if he does well, you know, the next generation of Carolina coaches is a big deal. And this is the first year of it. Um, Mike Young coming into his third year at tech. He's really done well there the past couple of years. And then Kevin Keats, he's been there too many years on the job, according to Logan. He <laughs> is still at NC State. so I'll tell you what, Mike Young's done a good job
2: recruiting so far, too.
1: Yeah, nah, he's he's been uh, legit so far. Y'all did a good job, and he's a hometown boy. Uh-huh. So oh, yeah. this is his, I mean, as far as anyone can tell, this is his dream job, right? Exactly. Like, he, it's not his jumping off point, I'm going to go get paid somewhere else job. No.
3: Oh. So just... Let's go ahead
1: and kick it off um, with sort of preseason. Uh, We're we're not going to, we don't need to go through everybody. We can focus on what we care about, which is mostly our teams, but I'll give you a little preview of what the preseason poll was. uh, The top five, they have Duke, Florida State, North Carolina, Virginia, and then Virginia Tech. They're in the top five. State is at nine, which is about where state ends up somewhere, that six to nine spot every year. Um, And then, you know, you got the rest of the conference.
3: This is the ACC standings. Mm -hmm. Yes, to be clear.
1: Uh, So, you know, none of that seems too surprising. Just about every year, the preseason poll is some mix of that. Um, You got to give Virginia Tech credit under Mike Young being, you know, in the mix again. For those top four in the past how many years, five, six years, has basically been some order of those four teams. Uh, oh, yeah. Every UVA team. is
2: always inside the top five.
1: Yeah. And the conference is always preseason, Duke, Florida State, Carolina, and Virginia. Whether it shakes out of the way throughout the season, we'll find out.
0: Hey, five years ago, we finished third. Yeah, Kevin Keats' I mean, his first year. Then he's yeah. kind of yeah. sucked since then.
1: Well, so I think the it five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the whole point about um, he's been there too long. Logan wants him fired. Kevin Keats..: I
0: was <laughs> like he had somebody else's players.
2: <laughs> hey you can come on back to UNCW, man.
0: I like Kevin Keats as a person, but um, hey, there's too many excuses for a while. we're missing on we're getting a five-star recruits, and then they never show up to campus because they're old enough for the draft, and then we barely miss the tournament. They want us to get excited about the NIT get out of here
4: hang another one of those banners yeah
0: <laughs> they have what's funny about that is they haven't even uh the last three trips to the nit they haven't even put it on the banner
1: good good you should not celebrate that nope a, a major program with a legitimate basketball history should not celebrate the nit in the no. 2000s so anyway we can have a rumble or a grumble session on that another time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, uh, I also highlighted first team, second team, all ACC players, um, Tech Scat alumma, alumna on there. Is that how you say it, mm-hmm. Morgan? Um, yeah, yeah Duke Scat uh van caro who's with their freshman star their biggest freshman star this year and carolina's got armando baycott those are all three first team choices in the acc along with buddy bayheim which is no surprise syracuse and isaiah long of Maryland, of miami and then second team for duke they've got a couple of choices and mark williams and wendell moore i don't know about that Wendell Moore choice but we'll see and then caleb love from north carolina um, and then preseason player of the year, we've got several players from both of our, from our schools. We've got Ben Caro, Alma, Alumna, Baycott, Moore, Love, and Williams all in the mix again. And then freshman of the year, Duke's got a couple guys. State's got a guy and Carolina's got a guy. And actually I saw a fun stat that Ben Caro is the first player since 2000 to be preseason player of the year and preseason freshman of the year. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. But all this preseason stuff doesn't really matter till the end of the year when they actually hand out the awards. Exactly.
4: Who is, do you know who the person was in two thousand?
1: I don't because they didn't say it, and I didn't look it up before now. So maybe we can what? figure it out as we probably go a here.
4: It And all I'm not talking shit. It was probably Duke guy. It's probably Battier or someone like that.
1: During that timeline with the talent they had, yeah,
4: Battier would have been a like
1: junior
3: that. then. though oh, Well, my bad memories run together. <laughs> we'll look it up
1: um so basically you know that sets the stage kind of I guess my takeaway from that is everybody expects a little bit more of the same from the ACC you know top teams being the top teams the mid mid tier and low tier being the same and you know we'll see how the conference shakes out um so to dig into it a little bit more I think everybody won't, might want to talk a little bit on what about what their expectations are for their own teams. Maybe we can throw in a little predictions that we can have fun on picking on one another later about being wrong about and uh kind of go from there. So Carolina's got a first-year head coach here, Angle. you want to share a few thoughts on what you're seeing for this upcoming season?
4: Can I make fun of myself first?
1: I mean, you can do anything you
3: want. The floor is yours.
4: I looked it up the 2000 freshman of the year. That's what you're, that's who we were trying to figure out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Joe Forte from Carolina. (laughs) It's one (laughs) of the biggest busts in (laughs) Carolina history. (laughs) He ended up getting drafted by the Celtics and things didn't work out so well. Oh, well,
1: it just goes to prove that preseason, it's fun to get all these preseason awards and feel good about the season. Right. But it doesn't really matter until you actually do something.
4: So. No wonder, no wonder I didn't know because I blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't that bad when he played for us. Oh well. Um, I had a couple notes. Uh, late night. That'll be interesting with the new coach. Um, it's weird without Roy. Um, you guys, I think I've joked about this, but we, uh, you guys, can see in my in my room. It'll be fun if this podcast. Keeps going. We do a video podcast so we can see like our backgrounds and stuff in the background of the room or wherever we're at. I eventually would like to have this be like a sports room. You guys can see all the memorabilia. that's kind of like on the, I want to get, a I want to get the bobblehead of Roy Williams screaming and banging the floor. And it's like a collector's edition. I think Bojangles or somebody put it out and it's sitting in my eBay cart. I just don't have a shelf to put it on, but, uh, it's going to be weird to not have Roy Williams out there banging and ripping his jacket off and, I always like tuning in. I had a whole theory about what jacket he was wearing, whether or not we were going to win or lose. I'd turn the game off in a hotel room if he was wearing the light blue uh, jacket from Julian's on Franklin Street. So, you know, he was he was, he was was terrible in that jacket and he knew it. He'd, he'd talk about it. Anyways, this is all a roundabout way of saying I'm I I, I I'm not sure about the new coach, although he has been there for a very long time. And the assistants are uh, familiar with the program and Sean May and, oh, what's the other guy's name? Le- Lebo?
0: Yeah. Jeff Lebo.
4: Yeah. All right. I'm not completely, it's, it's tough for me this time of year to start caring about basketball because I'm still so invested in football. Me personally, I know we're a football school now, so that's okay. Um, <laughs> um,
1: still not a football school. Never will be.
4: Uh, I misspoke when I, in August, I meant that we were going to be a top 12 basketball program. Anyways,
1: <laughs> you're actually not that preseason either, but. Never yeah, realized. I know.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're, you're like, top,
5: would would you like to try it.
1: again? Would you like <laughs> to try again, Ryan? Would, would you like to guess top 19? Would that work?
4: I mean, we will be a top 12 lacrosse program. <laughs> Great.
2: Try again. Women's soccer. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> so, Women's table tennis.
4: Field hockey is pretty good. We've got the Player of the Year. I'm just saying, but we don't talk about that here. So, anyways, uh, we're scrimmaging. I noticed this. I looked at the schedule. I got a couple notes. We're scrimmaging some city, uh, some school called Elizabeth City State. Is this a? This sounds like a school that would be on Duke's schedule about about December (laughs) 31st. Um, College of Charleston. We travel to play them. That could be interesting. Are they? Are they still any good? They were good a couple years ago. Couldn't tell you. All right, we have a chance to play Villanova again. Speaking of uh, tragic uh, bad memories from a couple years back, we could play them potentially in the Hall of Fame tip-off on on the week right before Thanksgiving. What Um, a great
1: night that was! (laughs) Yeah, it was was magical. It was downright magical.
4: Yeah, because you didn't have the same thing happen to you with Butler. So Uh, sure
1: didn't. (laughs) You're obviously national champions. That banner's hanging high.
4: For those that don't know, we're talking about the national championship games where Villanova made it literally on a last-second buzzer beater, and Duke won theirs because Gordon Hayward, now um, in the NBA, didn't make his Butler shot. So, anyways, we still have more banners because um, we uh, chose to raise one from 1920 fake banners because we chose anyway. one to raise one from 1924.
0: Uh, <laughs> so. Ironically, and Butler is the recognized NCAA champion from that year. That's why I
4: brought it up. Um, Anyone care? I know I put this in the notes. Does anyone care that we're playing Michigan in the conference with Rutgers challenge? I think that for where we are ranked in the conference, we probably shouldn't be playing one of the better teams, but you know, TV and Chris Weber and everything else. So no one cares Has an opinion.
1: I I think it'll, I think it'll be fun. If you trust Jay Billis at all, he thinks Carolina is going to have a good year.
0: He always so, does that. Still, I still I'm old enough to remember the graphic where he's like, "If Harrison Barnes made one more shot per game, this is how it would help the Tar Heels." I mean,
1: <laughs> that's that's pretty obvious, but anyway,
0: you know. Yeah, if you just score more points than the other team, you win a lot of games.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you,
0: yeah. Anyway,
4: <laughs> we go to we go to Mike Young's Hokie Stone Stadium on February nineteenth castle we got coliseum at buddy we go it that's, a, that's probably a trap game because you guys shoot the lights out literally
3: and then
2: uh storm <laughs> they finally got storm uh, murphy transferred in from wofford too so mike young will um use him pretty well also this past offseason, they grabbed uh mike young picked up an assistant uh coach from dematha for the last 19 years
3: hmm. that's cool
4: the math is a school up here in DC that's very well known for basketball, including being the alma mater of Joe Forte. See how everything comes around.
1: <laughs> we we clearly plan all of this out.
4: <laughs> uh Morgan, do you know if he coached under he probably if he's 19 years old, he probably coached under Morgan Wooten. People can Google Morgan Wooten if they want a lesson on
2: high school know, basketball. Guy's God, name is Mike Jones was the coach.
4: All I can think of is that rap song from two thousand five. <laughs> yeah,
3: he was.
1: He was also so.
3: Yes, that's exactly what I think
1: of. But I secondarily think of Mike Jones, who was Radford's coach for quite a few years and won the Big South a bunch of times. Now it, he took the UNC job, UNC job, recent or this for this season, which I thought was that feels like a lateral move, but okay. Um, Is UNCG good at basketball? I don't know.
2: Actually, I, I feel pretty good about tech though this season. I'm going to be honest. Yep. I, think they got a, I think they're going to have a good year.
3: Definitely. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say preseason agrees with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, third year head coach, you said that you got a couple guys coming in, right? They yeah. um, got a, a freshman coming in. Um,
2: they're pretty high on Sean Adula. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Um, And then David is almost he's almost seven feet tall, which would be one of the tallest players Tex had in a while. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. Y'all, yeah have, y'all have suffered from dwarf syndrome in the past few years. Yeah, 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 they have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Nothing, no chuckles. No. no, I mean, nothing like the short kid that NC State had a couple of years ago.
3: I think, Beverly. Barely,
2: I think he was, like, barely five feet tall.
0: <laughs> well, Beverly, he uh, getting, he's in Eastern he did Kentucky this year. Too, I think it
2: was 2000, 2016, I think, is the year he was on there. Yeah, for NC State, yeah, he fucking just lit tech up that game at, at NC State.
0: Oh yeah. He's uh technically playing this year, but not for state. He, he ha- got his free COVID year. So he's, he's from Kentucky. He's finishing his career out at Eastern Kentucky for his fifth season of basketball.
2: Yeah,
4: Eastern Kentucky.
0: Yeah. Ah, the alma mater of Dan Patrick. He always brings up the fact
4: that he played, he <laughs> shot, the, shot the lights <laughs> out at Eastern Kentucky.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Morgan. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's no, I'm good. I'm good. I expect big things from him, though, this year. I think he's going to continue and take him on to the uh, March Madness again this year.
4: Do you think you'll sweep us again?
2: Yes. Cool. I, think we'll should, right. I, I think we'll sweep Carolina. I, so,
3: I don't doubt
2: it. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet you a pizza on it. I'll bet you a, a, a pizza of your choice. I'll Venmo you the money for it and everything.
3: All right. I like that. I like that. I'll take it.
2: What What am I betting? I'm betting that Carolina will not beat Tech this year.
4: All right, so Ooh. I have to win. I have to win a game, and then you'll Venmo me money. I'll Venmo you me.
1: Would, money for would money. that include crossing paths in the ACC tournament? That
0: was my question.
1: Ooh, I say
0: regu- um, I say keep it to the regular season. I agree. Yeah. The regular
1: season. Regular
2: season.
3: I like that. A pizza. I, that's, that's solid. Makes it fun. Yeah.
2: Who doesn't like pizza? Come on. Yeah, could, people. I, I, I there are people. Some, I, I could I could save some like Brunswick stew in the freezer until March and mail it to you. <laughs> no. Don't offer him that. That's not worth that. Um uh, yeah. Oh well, I was joking. I'm not giving him that. I wouldn't mind.
3: <laughs> I'll be down there in a couple of weeks, save me some. <laughs> I will. We're off the yeah. rails. Tech's gonna yeah. be Carolina. Okay, oh, right. so Morgan owes me a pizza. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> the summary the the summary here of Tech is Mike Young's third year in. This is what I'm gathering, Morgan. They've got some good uh, guys either transferring in and some mm-hmm. good young talent, and they're going to be bigger than the than the years past, which is going to be good. And the media is high on them. I mean, top five in the preseason rankings, pretty good. We'll see what happens. And uh, you believe in them so much that you promised a year's supply of Brunswick's due to um, Angle and if he wins one game against Tech this year.
2: I uh, know that that is incorrect, and we can even rewind this podcast to share that <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: if you. Morgan, if, if you guys have big guys underneath, I'd be a little bit worried about you guys in a tournament, especially because if you can get hot shooting – and if you can rebound from from outside, that's that's uh, that's that's a tough team to beat. <laughs> if, Syracuse. If we come Syracuse. out, if
2: we come out and shooting the three again like we did last year, I'm gonna be a little worried because as they always say, live by the three and die by the three.
1: Yeah, but it's good when they're ro- when they're rolling, man. Like it you is, can win a lot of games they, that way.
2: They were they won a lot of games shooting shooting out at like the three point line. I mean,
3: that's just basketball now. But
0: Logan,
1: what's your outlook?
0: Um, when's baseball season start?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I don't know.
0: I mean, realistically right
2: after, right after the NIT.
0: <laughs> realistically, I mean um, catchers and catchers. Then I when do they report? report? Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> should be good in that again. Football's pretty good this year. Baseball will be good again. Uh basketball. Middle of the conference, if things break the wrong way, bottom end of the conference. I mean, we've got some talent returning. Manny Bates is back. Cam Hayes should be taking a step forward this year as starting point guard. Um, Breon Pass out of Reedsville, supposed to be a pretty good guard coming in. Ernest Ross, another pretty good recruit we had coming, but the one that everybody's most excited about is Terquavian Smith. Duke can shoot lights out, and um, he uh, I think he's already cracked the starting lineup. Kevin Keats said it's going to be hard to keep that kid off the floor this year. Um, It's a long athletic team, but I just don't have faith in a Kevin Keats coached team until they prove me otherwise. So they'll win some games they shouldn't and they'll lose some they shouldn't, Par for the course.
1: Yeah. So you're back to being a a downtrodden state fan is what you're telling me.
0: For basketball, yeah. It's football has been pretty enjoyable. Most of the uh, last few years. Um baseball's been really enjoyable. Basketball's been kinda of disappointing. I was out of a few high moments here and there. But um no, thunderbird has gone. Um uh the other kid, the wing player that we had his name escapes me right now, he's gone. Beverly transferred out for his last year because he wasn't going to see the floor this year. We um we have too many athletic young guards. So you have
3: any idea where he went? I like that guy.
0: Uh but Be- Well Beverly. Beverly uh, Beverly's the kid that's at Eastern Kentucky.
1: Oh, there we yeah, go. All we, right. Yeah. Literally we're just talking about that. Well, <laughs> yeah. all
0: right.
4: Well, I miss sometimes the internet goes out. Yeah. <laughs> Reason to watch the Colonels.
0: <laughs> yeah. Beverly is a um gritty player who hits big shots, but he couldn't defend a broomstick. And he just w- the, with the young guys we have on the team, he wasn't gonna see get many minutes this year. Fair enough.
1: Can't blame the kid. No. He he had a shot and he had his few moments of glory and
0: then
1: yeah, he was,
0: he, down the road. He was on stage at road trip to Raleigh that's yeah. right that's what i remember him for yeah.
1: yeah that's his. that's his uh not rushmore right there that's his biggest accomplishment
0: <laughs> he gave us four <laughs> years man can't ask any more out of him he gets for no. year let him go home to kentucky and play
1: yeah same thing happened jordan goldwire he went I, I don't even know i don't remember where he went but he transferred out i don't blame the kid at all he should yeah. go do it bold and prediction for
0: the year we beat both duke and carolina at least once
3: yeah. I mean, it's bold.
0: Well, against Duke, we we were like five out of the last 10. Against Carolina, yeah. we've won two out of the last like five. So it's like, it's not unrealistic.
1: I don't think it's unrealistic because the past few years, we've split them
0: essentially like home and home, like yeah. home team wins, basically. The Duke game, so, the key is always if it's a PNC, bet on state. If it's a Cameron, bet on Duke. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll. We'll see how this year goes. As we said, Coach K's last year. Um, this this is a little bit of a different team. It's, I mean, talent's there, as it always is. But there's a lot of size um, on this team. A lot more size than we've had in recent years. Um, or just traditionally. Uh, Mark Williams, the bi- I think the biggest asset uh, is the front court. You got Mark Williams, who came back for a sophomore year. There were a few people talking last year that he could have maybe eked into the NBA draft if he wanted to, or could have gotten a pretty good G League deal and he didn't do it, which was smart. I saw a quote from him but in the year. He was like, I wasn't ready, and I knew I wasn't ready, but for some reason, like people kept talking about it. Um, his final six games of last year, he finished a year really strong. He had he was averaging 16 points and eight rebounds. He was blocking a couple shots a game. Um I think he's gonna be one of the most impactful players of the year um at center he's a big seven foot guy and just it changes the game next you know right next to him is the paulo ben he is the he's expected to be a top three nba draft pick if he meets expectations um he's one of those guys who's supposed to come into college and more or less be ready um he can handle the ball he can shoot he can work in the post he can rebound um he's just kind of that kind of guy. He's 6'10. He's a big dude. 6'10, 250. Um, so you're gonna have him and Mark Williams in the starting lineup. Duke also got Theo John from Marquette as a transfer. Um, he was, you know, he's using his free uh super senior season. And he was he started 80. That ha- helps a lot with how young Duke teams have been in recent years. Um he started 89 games during his time at Marquette and like was pretty much a bruiser and just in good Good all around asset to the team. Um, Probably the biggest thing that is an uncertainty and will kind of decide the fate of how good of a year it is is the backcourt. We've got a returning point guard in Jeremy Roach. Uh, He's a sophomore. Um, So if he takes a step forward, I think the team can be really, really good. If he doesn't, and we play point guard by committee like we've done in some other years, I don't think it's going to be as good as we want it to be. But for the sake of Coach K's final year, I hope he, like, really brings it this year. Um, probably starting next to him is actually going to be one of his high school teammates. Um, they Trevor Kills is a shooting guard that came from played up here at Paul VI here in Northern Virginia. And um, I feel like that's kind of a cool connection, but it also might be some benefit to the team this year, given that they have some history and that they've played together previously. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. They've they've got a you know a couple other good freshmen on the team. Of course, you got good old Joey Baker, who, as Logan said, can't guard broomstick, but he can make a three every now and then. But God bless him, he's a captain this year, and I think he's he's earned his stripes, so to speak. But not necessarily a bunch of playing time, in my view. Um, and then I think beyond that, you know, another Wendell Moore. It will be an important part of this team this year. He's another one who's as a junior, he's he's going to have to just kind of step up and be a leader. He's going to have to handle the ball sometimes. He's going to have to play good defense and just kind of help keep the team together. And if those pieces all come together, this team's going to be real good. Um, we'll see what happens as as the year goes on. When we played, I think we played like Winston-Salem State in our exhibition game that was on TV, and that was just an outrageous like 109 to. 30 or whatever it was they they obviously look good in that game but that doesn't tell you anything we'll find out on tuesday how good they are when they play kentucky um one i did want to share one football tie-in um all-time great duke quarterback daniel jones little brother bates jones is on duke's basketball team this year so he is his uh, name? he's a bates jones
0: bates jones
1: Mm-hmm. Bates Bates Jones. He's a graduate transfer. He was playing at Davidson prior to this, and he's going to spend a a uh, his final year of eligibility here at Duke. So probably won't play much, but kind of cool to see him on the on the sidelines.
3: Um, you want to know something yeah. For yeah. You know how much you hate Luke May? Yeah,
1: his brother, right, is going to be on Carolina.
3: His yeah, brother. His brother's the backup quarterback
4: to sam how
1: yeah <laughs> on the football I team I, I actually thought about that today i chuckled um because they basically switched yeah <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> hey at at carolina and at duke it's family and brotherhood all the way
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe if the my- Hokies and Wolfpack can figure that out then they might be in the conversation
4: do you want me to do my 30 seconds or less top five? Because I think it's pretty cut and dry with this young team. It's, it's, it's going to yeah. be Love and Davis, right, at point guards. I think that that's your best backcourt behind the UVA with Kihei. What's his name? Kihei Clark. I, I mean, like, if we could get to the tournament, I think the, the experienced guards will go far. There's an opinion that's really uh, original. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Leaky Black hopefully takes a seat um DeMarco Dunn is coming in. Um Puff Johnson, hopefully he takes a seat. I can't I can't take a small forward seriously with the name Puff. Sorry, dude. Um, so uh Dontre Styles is coming in. Uh the only reason I like that guy is because he didn't choose Maryland. He came to Carolina over Maryland. So this is just an extra dig at Maryland people. And then uh we get Brady Manick from Oklahoma. He's 6-9 and uh He's one of those guys that Virginia Tech could use because he shoots 71 three pointers and he's tall.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to do, do we want to do predictions? They don't have to be bold predictions, but they can be bold predictions. But we yeah. want to go around the room and say, well, I don't know, you can predict whatever you want, um, but give a sense of maybe we don't have to pick records, but how do you think they're going to finish in the conference? Will they make the tournament? Um yeah. I don't know what else you can pick anything you want and then we'll yeah. play it back like it. mid towards the end of the season and have a little fun seeing who's right and who's wrong. Morgan, you wanna you wanna have first crack at it? Sure, why not,
2: man? I think tech's gonna, you know, they're starting out predict, you know, preseason rankings five at uh fifth place, you know, and in,
3: in the see I think they're gonna
2: finish higher than that, maybe third. Um mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not picking, I'm not going to pick them to win the ACC championship, but they will be in the, they will go to the March Madness tournament, and I'll go on and let them say they're going to,
3: they'll be in the lead eight. Ooh.
1: Make it. That is a bold prediction. Make it, make it to the lead eight
3: so America
4: knows, Dustin leaned forward excitedly and immediately wrote down Morgan's bold prediction.
1: <laughs> <in the notes. laughs> I'm,
2: exci- I'm, ex- I'm extremely excited this year. And for most of y'all that know me, I, I'm not, you know, I don't not pay attention to college basketball, but I don't get as excited as much as you guys do as I do, like, with football. I'm more a college football guy than I am college basketball, but I'm actually really excited this year about this team. Good. Your,
3: do you have a? You want to make pick best player, most important player?
1: You don't have to. You can in the conference. No, oh, I'm gonna no, say for you Chris, for your team. For me? Yeah,
2: I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say their uh, their MVP this season is gonna be Storm Murphy. One because I like the guy's name, and two because he played <laughs> for he played for Coach Young at at Wofford, so he brought him in for a reason. All right. I'll
3: take it.
1: I love it. I love, or I look forward to when you're right about that. And we're all singing storm Murphy's praises.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Logan. Um, I think we finish about seventh or eighth in the conference. Um, Like I said, I think we beat Carolina once. I think um, depending on how many times we play Duke and where it's at, I do think we beat Duke if it's at home at PNC. Um, Manny Bates has 147 blocks through two seasons. He's been in the top three in the country each year in blocks per game. I think he leads the conference easily in blocks per game, and I think he, he's going to be in the top two this year in the nation in blocks. Um, the most important player, surprisingly enough, uh, people outside of Riley probably don't know this, but it's Jericho Helms. The offense goes as that kid goes. When he's playing well, we win a lot of games. When he doesn't, the offense gets stagnant for whatever reason. Um Mm, mediocre year Uh, they're going to be a dangerous team some weeks and then we'll lose to boston college the next
1: or wake forest
0: or wake forest
1: (laughs) oh man they do have a new coach there it seems confident
3: um angle
4: i wish i could tell america something that that they don't already know if they pay any attention. And God forbid if you listen to this podcast and you just like us and you don't watch basketball. <laughs> but um, Carolina, the most important player on a North Carolina basketball team is the point guard who's not a freshman, period, since what, 2003, 2000. So Caleb Love is going to be the most important because he, he's the scoring threat and he can distribute the ball. R.J. Davis is an excellent counterpart to him. But Carolina always needs that Ty Lawson, Raymond Felton type um, guy who can drive to the basket. Um, the reason why that becomes important is you'll hear all year about how wonderful Baycott is. And he's a great human being and he's a great guy. And he's going to go to the NBA, most likely. don't want to jinx anything. This is a wood desk that I'm knocking on. But... um, um the reason why he's important is because he's a presence within and people will, will fade in to cover him. And then Carolina runs the same offense. It seems like they've run for the past 17 years. It just becomes, can you stop us? And uh, Georgia you, Tech you
1: gives think, us... Go ahead. Do you think, do you think given coaching change and, the, and just how different college basketball landscape is that your offense is going to be different? I, w- I would wager to bet Hubert Davis is going to spread out for a lot more, maybe not be so uh, committed to the Dean Smith way of basketball.
0: And before you answer that, to piggyback off that, do you think that he's going to adapt to basketball where Roy would not and actually switch on the screens and defend the three point ball?
4: I don't to answer your question first, Logan, I don't see based on the guys that are coming back. I watched a little bit of it last year. It was a little distressing at times to watch the lack of defense. um, Uh, leaky black can't shoot. So if he's out there for defense, that's a liability on offense. I, 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 no, no, I don't think we're going to play a lot of defense. I'll be honest. I just, I just don't, I don't think it's in their blood. I don't think it's why people came to Carolina three, two, three, four years ago. I don't think it's why people transfer into Carolina. We got a big man in a center who shot 71 three pointers last year. I think that tells the tale in a certain regard. I don't think he came in to just, you
3: know, like run routes and block if you get the football analogy. (laughs) So, um, it'd be interesting.
4: I'd love to see him try something new, but the Carolina way is the Carolina way for a reason. Um, I'd love to see him try something different, especially if it works, but I I think it's going to be, you ask the most important person on the team. It's probably going to be Caleb love. It's it seems to always be the point guard always. And if we don't have a good one, we're, we're fucked. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. so that's that's often true in basketball i and it's especially true for carolina i just i i get the sense or my guess is well maybe this would be one of my bold predictions is he's going to run a more modern offense than previous than Roy williams was willing to run so i my might predict- be wrong but my
3: prediction for carolina is they'll finish fifth fifth all right
4: yep I think they're going to finish behind both Virginia schools, Florida State and Duke. I think they're still too young and I'm 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 a believer in Baycott, but I don't think he can do everything by himself. He's not a superhuman like some of the guys we've had in the past or seen come through the conference.
3: I'd say it's a safe big pre. Yeah. Uh
1: tourney, you want to make a tourney prediction? We'll go. 8
3: 9 seed. I think if you finish 5th in the ACC, you can't expect more than 8 9 seed, right? Sure. Uh,
1: first weekend second weekend team
3: they'll probably line us up
4: against whoever ends up being number one <laughs> but if it's so, Duke if it's Duke then there's no chance because <laughs> there's no chance we can play each other and they wouldn't put, you,
1: put us together anyway
4: yeah so then you may as well pencil us in for like a four seed because that, that won't make any sense <laughs> let's put them on opposite sides of the bracket and screw over NC State and Virginia Tech while we're at it <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
2: All you and see us sneak in and run the damn table, watch
4: it. We have somewhat experienced guards, so I could see that. A big man down low, a couple big men down low. But um, I don't know. We don't have anyone that plays defense. That tends to matter. In the tournament, I I stand by fifth and, and a seven, eight, nine seed, something like that. I'm not yeah. superbly impressed.
0: We'll be firmly on the bubble.
5: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Joe Lenardi's too early to call March 2019 bubble for 2022.
1: (laughs) I'm writing all that down so that we can have fun with that later. (laughs) All right. I guess I got to make some picks too. Look, I'm forever hopeful when basketball starts. So give me first place in the conference. Give me... Final four. Give me Coach K going out on top. I'm I'm taking it all. I don't care, man. Like this, he's going out on top. He's gonna be on the mountain on the way out. Um, I I think. I think that given just how good he is, Ben might be the most important player in terms of he's gonna get most of the attention, right? But Mm -hmm. I I think that beyond looking beyond him, how important. Mark Williams and Jeremy Roach will be the two most important players. The point guard and how much more Mark Williams continues to develop will be a huge, huge
3: uh, decider of how this season goes. So those
1: two do well. We're in for a fun ride. At least I am. Um, tournament I already made my prediction. Conference made my prediction. Yeah. So I'm good. We, do we want to talk about um, any other teams? Florida State, you know what you're getting, long and athletic. Virginia, boring and terrible basketball. No one wants to watch you play. Um, yeah,
2: reward, yeah, they'll do their old school thing. of
1: be great in regular season and shit the bed in the tournament. Yeah, they're always a threat to win the conference because they play the worst, most boring, horrible style of basketball. It's like running a triple option in football, except for more successful. In yep. basketball, so to keep the football analogies going, God,
3: are we disrespecting Georgia Tech?
1: Well, uh, Coach <laughs> Face Shield, I don't really like very much.
4: <laughs> Passner,
1: <laughs> Josh yeah. Passner, Coach you're Face you're- Shield, I'm out on. And uh, plus, he, they, looks they like lost. Some, he looks like a creepy serial
5: killer. <laughs>
4: He's a dead ringer for the UNC women or uh, UNC Wilmington men's swimming coach. I know that that's a one that everybody everybody can Google.
2: Make another Ted Bunny movie. He can play the lead character.
4: Oh, you know what? I should qualify that just in case people Google it because Bobby is the head coach at UNCW now. That's a guy I used to swim with. Um, I'll find out where he's. He's either at NC State or UVA. He's somewhere in the ACC now. Anyways, if you Google Todd Desorbo and then you. D E S O R B O. He used to coach at UNCW and then you Google Josh Passner. They look exactly the same. And I've pointed it out to him multiple times and he doesn't appreciate it. (laughs) That's what you're here for, right? America.
1: (laughs) That's the insight that everybody really needs. All right. Uh, so Those are our predictions. We'll have a little fun with that as the year goes on. We'll talk a little basketball. We still got a lot of football to go though, so do not let your heart be troubled, miserable and reckless fan base.
0: Yeah, but it's time to cancel this basketball talk. Morgan,
1: yeah.
0: you got something right. to cancel for us?
2: It's been a while, guys, so welcome back to Morgan's fun. always fun cancel corner. Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> So, keep it in the spirit of, of the holidays. Uh, last week was uh, Halloween, trick-or-treating, all that fun stuff. Um, I guess it was Sunday, actually, so it wasn't really last week. Um, the kids trick-or-treating, you know, um, obviously too young, both of them too young for candy, but we let them hold the bags in a little pumpkin container and get candy from the trunk-or-treat that we took them to. And then, of course, mommy and daddy uh, kept candy afterwards. <laughs> so as we're sorting through it, I'm just looking at it, I'm like, know, yeah, it's 2021. Like, why are some of these people still handing out the same freaking crap that nobody wants? Now I'm talking about you, Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> you in particular. Nobody likes you. Nobody invites you to the party anymore. It's 2021. Hit the road, man. Hit the road. You were canceled. I, you're disgusting. Your rapper is horrible looking. <laughs> You have not improved anything in the last 30, 40 years. Get out of my face. No, you're the only thing left in the bucket because I've eaten all the other chocolate. Because I'm a a disgusting pig at night when I'm hungry. Um, (laughs) Tootsie rolls, you could tootsie yourself on out down the street. (laughs) That's my canceled corner for the week. Tune in next time. Same canceled corner. Same canceled time. Canceled.
3: Cancelled. Morgan, were any of them flavored? Was well, any what flavored? Is have
4: you Tootsie ever seen
2: the no. Have you ever
4: seen the flavored Tootsie Rolls?
3: They do have flavored Tootsie
4: Rolls.
2: That's true. Good for them. I'm canceling the Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> this is my cancel corner. <laughs> Since since, i had the microphone so you will listen to what i have to say
0: <laughs> since this is probably the last reference to halloween for a year i saw a funny meme the other day that was like you know how they always have the articles like watch out what these people are giving your kids and candy they might be <laughs> yeah. laced with edibles and i'm just like realistically of all the people i know that partake in those things i guarantee you they're not giving their edibles away
2: <laughs> <laughs> i saw another one that had a. Uh, a pair of uh, Lions uh, NFL football tickets in between, like, a, a Reese's Cup. Like, they broke it in half with tickets in between them. Like, watch <laughs> out what two people give your kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yeah. hey. laughs> All right. Well, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and we will see you next time.